everyone. Welcome to the Resilience Key Podcast. I'm your host, Steph Corbell, and as always, I'm so happy to be here with you again today to explore yet another topic designed to help you channel your inner grit into personal growth. Thank you so much for listening today. And if you haven't yet, go ahead, what's stopping you? Hit that subscribe button so that you don't miss out on any of my future episodes. So let's start this week's episode out with a question. Are you totally satisfied with where you're at right now? Pause. Think about it. Are you? And if not, what do you think is causing you the most dissatisfaction or angst or anxiety? Pause again here. Okay, now, if you have general dissatisfaction and you think that you know the cause, is that something that's happening outside of you? Is there some person or some situation that you can blame for your current state of being? Chances are, I bet you can point the finger at something or someone. And when you do that, I also bet that your blood pressure rises a bit. Am I right? Now this, this is a perfectly normal human tendency. And I tell you something, I have been there. And this is something that I've worked on and worked on and worked on in my own personal growth journey. In fact, most of these episodes, they're actually really hard for me to pump them out because every single week, it forces me to shine a big old unflattering spotlight on aspects of myself that I know I need to work on. So what I'm saying is you are not alone, especially if you're feeling generally dissatisfied and you're thinking, man, if only this hadn't happened to me, or if only I hadn't gotten screwed over by my boss or my ex, or if only I could have stuck it out in that old job, or if only I had hung on to that property longer instead of selling it in a panic, I might be speaking from experience there. Yeah, you get it. So here is a secret that I have learned recently. It is absolutely possible to live in a state of satisfaction, even if things aren't necessarily always going your way around you. So now let's ask ourselves the question, what leads to general life dissatisfaction in the first place? Now that is the very human tendency to focus outward on external things that are holding us back rather than focusing on our own internal journey. Now, look, I have talked about this in other episodes. I will go ahead and link some related ones in the episode description today that you can check out. But today, we are going to look specifically at this focus issue and how we can learn to turn our spotlight to our inner journey instead of focusing on all those external things that we perceive are keeping us down. The tendency we all have to focus outward rather than inward, it leads to angst, general suffering, unhappiness at work, you name it. And I'll go into a personal example here. Now, I've been working full-time since I was 17 years old, and I worked my tail off during 11 straight years in my teens and 20s of attending college and graduate school. I balanced my classes with one, two, three, or even four jobs simultaneously. I was continually unhappy in both school and pretty much every single job that I chose to work at. Why? I kept seeing corruption wherever I went, whether it was at work or in my academic life. I saw people taking advantage of the system. I had some, what I perceived to be, bad bosses. I saw fellow students sleeping with their professors to get ahead. I perceived unfair advantages with students in my programs who were living on their trust funds while I worked and worked and worked to make ends meet. I saw who I thought to be unqualified getting jobs and gigs and posts that I wanted that I thought I was more qualified for, and it made me so angry. 
So when I finally graduated with my PhD in 2005, I immediately scored a full-time tenure-track teaching job at a local community college. Big accomplishment. I also had found a good side gig as a church organist, and yes, I actually performed church music professionally for about 20 years. I thought, yep, things are going to change now. I've got the right jobs. And guess what? I was disappointed. You know why? I saw the same stuff. I saw the butt kissing with administration at the academic gig. I felt like I was constantly battling to get curriculum pushed through that I thought was the right thing for my students. I felt like everyone was out to get me, including my own union rep at the college. And I felt like I could never get ahead. And at the same time, at my church job, I got super disillusioned because I saw hypocrisy everywhere. Like the time I caught the priest making out with the director of the altar guild in the narthex after mass. I am not kidding. This actually happened. So by the time I was 29 years old, I more or less had an existential crisis. And as a result, I got into tattooing, which is now my full-time job. But you know something? I saw the same things happening over and over again in the shops that I worked in. Oh my God, I was, I was hoping for something different on my own terms. And guess what? It was just more of the same. What I then realized through years of therapy and through a ton of major self-work is that all of these stories of angst and injustice and dissatisfaction involved two common threads. One, all of these situations, academic, church work, my employment, they all involved humans. And humans, guess what? We've all got issues. I mean, hey, that's why I'm doing this podcast. And two, all of those situations, they involved me. So I was forced to ask myself, if I wanted to stop being miserable, what could I change? Can I change someone else's behavior? Oh, believe me, I tried to. I tried going up against the big academic systems and sitting on every committee I could, getting over-involved and even more overstressed and frustrated. Now, I may have made some dents in the system, sure, but did I overhaul millennia of academic views or structures? Oh, God, no. I realized the only thing I could change was me, my perspective. And let me tell you, there is a reason why all 12-step meetings start out with the serenity prayer. So if you've never heard the serenity prayer, this is it. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Now look, this is not a religious podcast by any stretch. And if you're saying the serenity prayer to yourself, you can replace God with universe or whatever works for you, and 12-step folks will actually tell you that. And it sounds trite, but it's actually the thing to live by. Just as an addict has to look deep at all the internal reasons for their addiction and needs to stop blaming other people for their actions, we all need to look internally to affect changes in our lives. It's all about the internal journey, not the external. Psychologists talk about spotlight versus lantern consciousness, for example. With spotlight consciousness, we're hyper-focused on one thing. Maybe we're focused on injustice in the world. Maybe we're focused on a problem at work. And so because we focus on it fully, we start to see it everywhere. Spotlight consciousness. I really think this is the whole concept behind the law of attraction in self-help circles. You really do get what you focus on. It's not magic. 
It's just the way our brains filter out information because, frankly, our brains have a lot of work to do. With lantern consciousness, on the other hand, that's more of a taking everything in objectively all at once, not focusing externally on any one thing. And that's more how children see the world, and it's likely why they're able to find ways to play and enjoy life in a lighthearted way, unlike adults who get bogged down by everything going wrong. The key here, and the whole point of this episode, if you want to stop focusing on the negative all the time, and you want to learn how to be in a state of gratitude or life satisfaction, even in the midst of corruption or injustice, you need to shift your spotlight. So how do we do this? One, for every negative external thing that you see, counterbalance that by looking for one positive thing. So let's say you're someone who's obsessed with the news and specifically all the injustices we see in the world. Take a deep breath and look around you. Who do you know in your community that's doing something generous or selfless for others? I tell you what, I have this client in my tattoo shop who told me the most incredibly moving story about her dad. One thing I have become acutely aware of recently is this real lack of affordable mental health care in the United States, and it really, really bothers me. So anyways, this client, her dad, years ago, back in the 80s when he was only in his 20s, when a bunch of mental health facilities were shut down, ended up choosing to adopt two patients who were about to get thrown out on the street. He brought them into his home, and he's still caring for them now, nearly 40 years later. Let me tell you, there are actually people like that out there in the world. And every time I think of this mental health crisis, I think of that man doing this type of selfless act, and I wonder, why isn't that one in the news? And it, it actually gives me some hope. I found an exception. Look for one thing, that one person, that one act that contradicts the negative thing that you're focused on. Two, ask yourself, how can I contribute to this positive thing I'm seeing? Now, I'm not telling you to go out and adopt mental health facility patients, but rather do a simple positive thing. You could repeat a positive story to someone else. You could share that positive story on your social media instead of retweeting or reposting a bunch of unjust, horrible stuff. You could choose to volunteer for an event. You could donate to a charity related to a cause that you believe in, but even more, you could choose simply to be a positive presence in your own community through your focus on positive things rather than negative. Three, look, I get it. I'm not advocating for relentless toxic positivity. That's just another version of denial. But three, give yourself a safe space to vent out your negative feelings and frustrations. Everyone needs to let it out. But don't make the same mistakes that I did, say, in my academic career, venting to every single person I possibly could about every single thing that I saw. And that didn't exactly make me a whole lot of friends among my fellow professors. <laughs> what I recommend instead, have yourself a verbal vomit session. Set a timer, write everything down that's driving you crazy. Maybe record the most vile voice memo you can create and delete it later. <laughs> or even set up an arrangement with a trusted friend. Tell them, hey, I'm going to vent for about five minutes because I need to just say it to someone and please don't judge or respond. My best friend and I actually do this pretty frequently. We all need outlets for getting things off our chest, and that's okay. What's not okay is focusing on negative things to such a degree that we're constantly shining that big old spotlight on them continuously. Four, 
When it comes to other people bringing their venting to you, I tell you, once you start counterbalancing negativity with one positive thing, you'll start to see a lot of folks around you externally focused on the negative, and that energy can be contagious and toxic. Don't let yourself get sucked back into it. Hold space for someone to vent, but don't try to offer unsolicited advice to make it better. Remember, the only person you can change is you. Just gently redirect the topic of conversation to something else. I hope this episode helps you, especially if you feel like you've been stuck in a general state of dissatisfaction. Please know it is absolutely possible to actually feel happy internally when external situations might seem negative on the surface. Any takeaways from this episode? Let me know what resonates with you and if you found this helpful. You can connect with me on my Instagram page at Steph Corbell, that's C-O-R-B-E-L-L, or contact me through my website at stephcorbell.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe if you haven't yet already. And what would be really awesome is if you could give this podcast a rating on Apple or Spotify if you're listening on one of those outlets. It really helps this podcast get more visibility. Thanks again for listening. And remember, until next week, you're more resilient than you realize and you're stronger than you know. 